Hi, and welcome back to the Big Book of New Testament Questions and Answers podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Kramer, and I'll be continuing our discussion on the book of Galatians. This New Testament epistle, or letter, was written by the Apostle Paul, one of the most outspoken followers of Christ. He encourages the people of Galatia to return to their Christian faith after they're led astray by false teachings. Let's pick up where we left off. Chapter 2, verses 17 through 21. The question is, how do we know what is right and wrong? And how do we rebuild it? The answer is, when Paul says, if I rebuild what I tore down, he's referring to the case he had made to justify himself before others and God. Paul's boast about his own flesh recounted. Paul refers to the things he tore down in Philippians 3 verses 7 through 14, especially in verse 9, where he describes the righteousness of his own that comes from the law. Chapter 2 verse 19. The question is, what does it mean, through the law, I died to the law? The answer is, the law always kills because it always reveals how we have failed to keep it and are therefore condemned by it. Romans 8 verse 3, Galatians 3 verse 10, and James 2 verse 10. Paul is saying that once he looked honestly at the law, he saw that there was no way for him to try to justify his way of life. He abandoned his former way of life as if he were dead. Acts 9 verses 3 through 19 and Philippians 3 verses 7 through 14. After his conversion, Paul took up a new life and a new name to bear witness to it. Since Paul had already died under the condemnation of the law in the vicarious atonement of Jesus, and since Paul now had taken the disposition of a dead person toward his previous life of opposition to the grace of God, he was no longer condemned under the law, but lived in the grace and regenerate life that God provided. Romans 7 verses 1 through 24 1 Corinthians 15 verse 10, and Galatians 2 verse 20. If all a person has is the fallen human nature inherited from Adam, then there can only be death and condemnation. But if God regenerates our soul in his image, then the putting to death or incapacitation of the flesh by the power of the law allows the regenerate soul to have dominion according to the way of life. Romans 6, Galatians 5 verses 16 through 25, and Colossians 3 verses 1 through 17. Chapter 2, verse 20. The question is, if I have been crucified in Christ and I no longer live, why do I still have to work to do good things? Wouldn't Christ do all the work for me? The answer is, one of the reasons Jesus was called the Son of Man is because he represented and embodied all people of all times and places. John 1, verse 29, Romans 8, verses 3 through 4, 2 Corinthians 5, verse 21, and Galatians 4, verses 4 through 5. Therefore, everyone was crucified with Christ on the cross, and thus the law was fulfilled. This truth was made evident in the exchange of Jesus for Barabbas, Matthew 27, verses 15 through 22. When Paul said that he had been crucified with Christ, he's referring to his fallen nature having been judged with Christ. The same word of God that is effective in its condemnation under the law is also effective in regenerating our lives from above. John 1 verses 12 through 13, Romans 1 verses 16 through 17, and James 1 verse 18. Paul still has a fallen human nature, but he has renounced and resists that nature. You hear him doing so when he says, it is no longer I who live. Paul, like all Christians, now recognizes that the essence of his person, the real Paul, is the soul regenerated and animated by the Holy Spirit. We don't live or work or do good things in order to satisfy the law, but in order to provide care for others as a result of the care God provides for us. The law is satisfied, 
but our neighbors still need a lot of help. John 13 verses 12 through 17 and 1 John 4 verse 19. Chapter 2 verse 20. The question is, is being crucified with Christ the same thing as dying with Christ? Is this referring to baptism? The answer is, the dying with Christ is not baptism, but being a Christian means that we are baptized into Christ and all that he is and does. Romans 6 verses 3 through 4. Christ is the Word of God incarnate. John 1 verse 1. Anyone who remains in the Word is thus immersed in Christ so that his life becomes our life, both as God sees us and as we really are more and more. Romans 8 verse 1 and following, Philippians 2 verse 5 and following, and Colossians 3 verse 16. Chapter 2 verse 21. The question is, what is he saying when he says, Christ died for no purpose? When the Bible states so clearly that we can't get to heaven by our own works, how can people still think they can? The answer is, it is impossible for Christ to have died in vain. Whether anyone ever realizes the benefits of his redemption or not, the redemption itself is the product of his loving nature and an everlasting accomplished demonstration of his love for all. Romans 5 verse 8. Paul is pointing out the absolute impossibility of righteousness coming through the law by claiming that if this were so, then Christ died in vain. In other words, if it's true that each person can only be saved and live by doing all that the law requires by doing this himself or herself, then there is no use or purpose in Christ's death. Some who claim to be Christian teach that Christ did not live and die in our place. They teach that the expression, Christ died for us, only means that he gave us an example of what to do. But an example is still law and only makes the law more powerful in its condemnation. If Christ, a true man, obeyed the law, then what's our excuse? He is all the more righteous in condemning us by the law for our failure to do what he has already done. The death of Christ as an example only is in vain because it's no help to us. However, Christ did not live and die as an example only, but actually in our place. See chapter 2 verse 20 above. The law doesn't care who fulfills it, as long as it's fulfilled. Since Jesus is also true God and eternal, he can fulfill every requirement of the law for every person of every time and place. This suggests the magnitude of what Jesus meant when he said, It is finished. John 19 verse 30. The word finished that Jesus used is the same word Paul uses when he says, Christ is the end, that is, finishing, of the law to everyone who believes. Romans 10 verse 4, emphasis added. Part of the terrible condition of fallen human nature becomes evident when we observe how the clear, constant message of grace in the Bible is ignored, reversed, and inverted by people who are determined to argue that they must and will save themselves. Matthew 23 verses 1 through 33, Luke 10 verses 25 through 37, and 16 verses 14 through 31, and Romans 10 verses 1 through 3. The danger of everlasting tragedy posed by a human nature that contends for its own righteousness explains why the whole of Scripture addresses it in such severe terms. Isaiah 64 verse 6, Matthew 12 verses 24 through 34, Romans 3 verses 10 through 20, and Hebrews 6 verses 1 through 8, and 10 verses 26 through 31. The incapacitation of fallen human nature by the working of circumstances or by the word is necessary if we're to realize the truth and benefits of God's gracious activity for us in Christ and in us through his word and spirit. Matthew 18 verse 3, 
1 Corinthians 1 verses 18 through 31, and 2 Corinthians 12 verses 7 through 10. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. I hope you've enjoyed the questions and answers we've been exploring today. For the complete collection of New Testament questions and answers, visit cph.org. Join me next week as we continue studying Galatians.